being from Europe myself, I didn't know I was bringing that to the the, the, the field when I'm talking to people. I didn't know. You've, be- got, be- you've got beauty and wisdom. Beauty. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Being from Europe. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of everyone's favorite podcast, the Critical Arcade Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nick. And I'm Dave. Yes. Oh, hello, Dave. <laughs> hello, Nick. Are you, are you well? It seems like it's yes. every time we start this, you're well, right? I am well. Sorry, I, I, I would have been weller if our neighbors didn't decide to <laughs> chop down a tree right now. All I'm hearing is, I'm hearing you in the one ear and Chainsaw in the other. Like I said, it sounds like a, a start to a, a cheesy uh, horror movie. <laughs> it could be. It could. Um, well, I hope not. Maybe uh, 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 <laughs> the, the 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Cape, uh, Cape Town edition. No, th- <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. So let's 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 just jump jump straight into our episode, huh? Okay. What what game are we doing today, Nick? This this week is actually a very very interesting week there haven't been many episodes where we've done older games like very old games Uh, so this week we had the privilege to play revelations persona the very first persona game released for the ps1 in 1996 i'm just checking this is almost the oldest game we've done on the list so far is it uh, not? Twisted, Me- Twisted Metal was the oldest at 1995. Ah. Oh, wow, it's, it's close. Yeah, it's very, very close to one another. Yeah, this is the old, second oldest game we've, we've re- reviewed so far. And have I, have I got this right? Final Fantasy VII, the original, was released in 1997? I think so. You're pushing my knowledge of my Final Fantasy now. Um, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so that, that means saying. this... <laughs> <laughs> this this was released one year before the greatest JRPG of the early PlayStation oh. era. Oh, you're starting a conversation now, but yes, you know, <laughs> you, you, know you know I would agree with that statement. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, a, a year before Final Fantasy VII, we got Revelations Persona, 1996 for the PlayStation One, uh, developed and published by Atlas. Yes, everybody must. Anybody who knows any uh, RJRPGs and a few other games will know Atlas is is quite a, a pedigree nowadays in regards of to course. Uh, such games. You know, they've done loads. Yeah. And the latest Persona 5, as I'm sure most people have played or know of. Yeah, that's the one. I think that's the one that most people do know, not yeah. by playing it, but at least have seen it or heard of it. Persona 5. No, I agree. Mm. I think that's 2016. Yeah, I believe so. And yeah, that made headlines, and it is a very good game. That's basically the most known Persona game, but there are quite a lot of uh, Persona games out there. It's it's just five, which is a a well-executed, very well-executed one, which made it more mainstream. But yeah, this is... Sorry, yeah. yeah. Go on, Hugh. Atlas is... uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but that is a Japanese company that mainly produces uh, and publishes... Japanese games. It's only after mm. quite a while that they do get localized. Is no, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, this, they, they mainly just did Japanese, and then they, they they slowly started going into the Western market. This this was the um, their first um, first release to the West, I believe. Atlas as a company 
Revelations oh, well, Persona. Persona. Well, no, this the this game was Reve- was released in Japan a couple of years before uh, nineteen. I'll say say nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety four, and yeah. because it did so well in Japan, they then um, translated it to English and then released it to the in, in the West, and it did quite well I then. See. And that's it's kind of the start of them starting to realize the West was a market they could uh, cater to too. This is a big interesting discussion. I like this mm. as well. I can remember the 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 the, 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 the original game the japanese one was called i think magami ibenroku persona yes that sounds right they've always got those uh strange names but yeah that sounds about right the um, magami tensei I, I know you remember the names better than i did he did a series yeah. of games just before before this called if it was uh if okay yeah just if and it was a series of kind of stories just like persona in regards to the question of what if this happened in, de- in certain scenarios. And then that game uh, blew up in Japan because they loved the weirdness, the, 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 the questions and the scenarios. And that's, that's yes. how then Persona was, was born, because it was uh, one of the if scenarios was... in his original game. Oh, so that was only a single chapter in a previous game that people loved so much. He ma- he my... ma- they... Correct. In my, that's my understanding, yeah. Forgotten it, it's yeah. Well, kudos, kudos on Atlas for. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was. For, it's one of those jump, for jumping on that because mm. it turned out this started the entire Persona franchise, which no, is exactly, it's one of those really. Mm, it's one of those bizarre franchises which could have very easily been a miss. You know, if it, did, yeah. if, it if people weren't bothered about Persona and the Velvet Room and 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 kids saving the world again like any other anime trope out there you know it could very much it was very much a a a, a win or bust it doesn't matter you know it was one way or the other that it was a yeah it was like a, a gamble that's what i'm trying to say and it paid off through my entirety of playing this game all i could think about was this is this is this is anime as hell <laughs> yeah that's right that's right this it, is it, it, the, this is a lord of anime yeah, it knows its market well, old Atlas. <laughs> they, 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 they know what they're doing. And for some people, that's a bad thing. I think. I think, mm-hmm. based on its target market, you're right. That is a, that is a very, very good. That is a very smart move. But it's one of the funny things. Um, Persona, or Revelations Persona, actually had the highest first week sales of any Persona game up until Persona Five. Yeah, that first week when it was first released on the PlayStation One. It sold uh, a couple hundred thousand units, Whoa. and it's still Wait a it still the, it's still their second highest selling um, <laughs> Persona game in one of the first week of release. The Japanese version or the English version? Um, I'm double. I have or to do think we, now. Or, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I can't say. I was just reading the statistics, and I can't 100 percent qualify if it was the Japanese or the. It'd be it'd be very interesting to know which one because mm. if it's mm. following the hype of the if games or if it's following mm. the hype from the Japanese localizations. Well, it was the, it was also like you said the PlayStation Five. Oh, sorry, the PlayStation. Sorry, was was just starting to pump out Japanese RPGs at that point. Be it Final Fantasy, yeah. be it uh, Xeno, Xeno Gears. That was also uh, Square Enix. I can't remember when that came out. The the, yeah, the PlayStation One was quite Chrono a big. Cross. Yeah, exactly. So the Japanese RPG thing was starting to grow some momentum yeah. uh, at this point. So it could have, it could be the Western sales as well. I'm not entirely sure, but it just it's just funny to think that this is still first week was their second highest 
sales, grossing sales of all time. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? Wow, it is. It is. I mean, for 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 a game that is, what's that? Twenty six years old. Yeah, I know. Twenty six years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Well, obviously not at that point. Now that was twenty six years ago, Hmm. but still. Yeah, and I was looking. What else? That's a nice chunky number. What else released in uh, 1996 for PlayStation 1? I was looking at that. That's, uh, Tomb Raider, the first Resident Evil, Tekken, oh. t- Tekken 2, and Wipeout Extra Large were the goodness the, the most uh, the praised games of that year. Yeah, those are some. Neat. Those are some big ones. Are they all for the Sony PlayStation as well? Yeah, correct. You know, that's what some company to be in. Yeah, no doubt. Quite well. Um, let's let's. There's a nice big discussion we can have about this game, uh, mm-hmm. the game itself, and the development behind it. So let's jump in. Yeah, let's do it narratively. So, like I said, I'm a I'm a Persona person. You know that I've I yes. played uh, five, four, what three, and a bunch of the other ones. Like, I forget yeah, what yeah. they were. They've always got compli- uh, strange names. So so what did you think narratively? Because this is one of the harder ones because it's not voiced. So this is this is a lot of reading which today a lot of people find difficult to to enjoy playing and reading at the same time so to speak so what did you think that's the one thing i don't i don't i don't get why people do have a problem with that i've never also had an issue with reading i read quite a lot of books so if it's in a game i don't mind at all at all it helps sometimes it so that i can understand better what's going on instead of if i miss a line of dialogue because my thoughts trailed off mm-hmm. i can't just I can't just go back and read. Yeah. With this game or games like this, I can. I can understand how things are mm-hmm. spelt. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. whose names are which. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's for me, it's it's much much easier. I like it. It does get a bit tedious after a while, mm-hmm. but that's then right. I just so, take a break and come back. It's fine. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's it's strange to think that because we're old enough that uh, we are certainly I grew up with games like this I also found yeah. it quite easy it's a very interesting it'd be very interesting to think about gamers now how how much it would garner their yeah, interest yeah. because because I believe um these games and a lot of its brethren they kind of play more like um a visual novel you have you played the visual yes, novel in a way, type I, games yeah I think so too yeah because it's it's all in, especially most of his games are all narrative and then some fun gameplay and um functionality around it i, I feel like yeah. that's and, and that's what japanese rpgs generally are anyway yeah, you know, yeah. it's with more some with it's, some <laughs> just yeah. add a difficulty spike here and then then you're gone yeah exactly yeah exactly um and and th- th- this is the same i thought for my for my money the story on this is its strongest point and you oh i think the audio is its strongest point but we can have, <laughs> we can have a night we, we can have a nice you picture the, the narrative it is super good. I mm. uh, got a ways in a couple of hours in, had mm. a good time, but I realized mm. there's no way I'm going to consume this entire game before our recording. So I watched the mm. video uh, mm. that explains the story. And I was well, blown away. Yeah. In theory, was, stories, well, by the way. Stories. Yes, stories. Yeah. It's not even a single story. Multiple, no. plural. It yeah, is, exactly. <laughs> And this is a PS1 game. That's yeah, what I, I know, keep that's... reminding. That's what mm. I... Oh, I had to keep, keep reminding myself this is a game for the PlayStation 1. And granted, there are good games, big games, huge narrative games for the PlayStation 1, like Final Fantasy VII. But those were few and far between. 
No, I agree. This, this again. He's a storyteller. He's he. You can see that in the game and the writing in the game. The localization's a bit off, but the fact that there's branching story and in this game, uh, ladies and gents, there's a branching story aspect. You go down one way, you go down the other way, and then you see how the story develops from there. So, um, so that you can so, and then the the story then ties into one another a bit later on. But I can't. I didn't even know that aspect in, say, the narrative side of gaming even existed in 1996. It happens a lot now, especially in a lot of Japanese games, but that's such a cool idea for for 23 years ago, the fact that you can uh, uh, split the story up and then come back later or or replay again to see what happened on that side. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, yeah, the the entire aspect of replayability Mm. wasn't as big then as it is now. No, exactly. I found, like I think I told you once before, in, the localization was brilliant. I found when you start the game, you get uh, a description of each of the character <laughs> of each of the characters that you you meet or are going to be controlling, and these are the greatest descriptions. Greatest in a cringy bad way to some degree, but they are the greatest descriptions of some kids I've ever come across. Like not not one of the descriptions. Okay, okay you, you keep using the word greatest. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I wonder what the word would be. Um, uh, I, I, I'm to a certain degree, sure, great. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Greatest We're not talking right. Tolkien or anything like that. They're so... Oh. I wouldn't be friends with any of them. Like, the oh, way no. they're described... The, the way they're described, it's like... Uh, they, this, the, whoever the, the, the writer was hated kids. And he just, like, described the, 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 the kids' uh, tropes that he didn't like. Uh, of of this one's annoying or self uh, self um, ignorant or this one's self conscious but hates people and all this I just when the list went on I just thought wow this is a fun bunch of kids that that's gonna hmm, save the world the, isn't it these are the protagonists yeah exactly I was like whoa except for the one that I did agree with that I forget I'm not good with names that her description was. She's been to to Europe and she brought back beauty and wisdom. And being from Europe myself, I didn't know I was bringing that to the the, the, the field when I'm talking to people. Dave, I didn't know you've, be- got be- you've got beauty and wisdom. Beauty. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing being from Europe. Now I've got more conversation with people. Hi, I'm from Europe. Yes, that's right. Oh, I ha- I have beauty and wisdom. Let's Ooh. talk. I know, right? Yes, please. I didn't know. Come to my birthday party. If I, Japan, if I ever go to Japan, I'm going to be flocked, flooded by people just looking at my beauty and listening to my wisdom. I can't wait. The name for the name for that character was El, Ellen. Ellen. It was Ellen, I think. But it, okay. But but it it changes because of the localization. The name changes. Yeah, I don't know how much you delved into what changed with the localization. Not but really. They, they, this game was completely, completely Americanized. Yes, I know that. I saw a few things on that. Yeah, which is just, which is just, uh, uh, a fancy way of saying it was whitewashed. It was completely whitewashed. Mm. Uh, it was all the characters' faces were lightened up except for one. Mm. <laughs> Whose whose character was the only name that did not change? His name was Mark in the Japanese game, and his name was Mark in this game. Mm-hmm. His fa- his face was not whitewashed; he was turned black. He was turned yes. into a black character. <laughs> I knew I knew nice. that's what I, that that was coming. It's, it's, it's like Japan nice. said, 
Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. America has black people, right? Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! We need to put a black person in there. <laughs> That's right, just so it's, so they're represented. Yeah. No, yeah, and of it, course it they chose the juvenile character. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like wow. the almost racist, stereotypical so, aspect. But anyway. So, Atlas of America, they couldn't entirely understand all of the content in this game. No. So, a lot of names they just changed it to be easier to read. Yes. Yeah. No. I. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I don't have any other other examples right now, but it was a bit. It, it was a tiny bit insulting to change mm. most of these things to to make it easier to read, easier to understand, because they thought that the American audience mm-hmm. was dumber. They still relatively do, but yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. That was exactly no, you're you're exactly right. They they exactly did that. They they exactly do. Especially back in the day, 23 years ago or so, that is that is how they did perceive the the West quite a lot. They had to dumb it down, they had to take out some mechanics, and even to this yeah. day, they take out um, any lewd bits within their games. Oh, really? Bits. Oh, yeah, because they believe the the I don't know the West isn't uh, uh, capable of handling it, or it's not part of their culture as wow. it is in Japan That's and stuff. They still do it to today. Uh, today, there are certain aspects of the, some of the games they release that aren't okay for western audiences if you know what i mean it's, I think a, it's, it's very did weird s- does they do something like that for devil may cry 5 which is still a very new game i think yes they did. no 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 they do it for new uh, ips even now i know there's um for fun, uh, for example the fire emblem games a japanese ip okay and there was to build relationships um grows your strength and moves and stuff like that That's right and with, sorry, it's hard to even say this on stream. Um, when you're, when you went on to build relationships with the female, um, members, you can, okay. you can, let's think, persuade them with touch a little bit. Let's put oh. it that way. Nothing insanely like, like 18 rated. But certainly 16 rated in a very peculiar. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what they cut out a lot for the West cool. because it is peculiar because Jap- Jap- uh, the Japanese seem to love that. Uh, uh, it's part of their culture to some Very degree. nice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it Japan. is very strange. Yeah, it is. But anyway, anyway, we digress. None of that is in uh, Revelations per se. No, no, no. But cutting content is something that they did do with this game. Because mm. the main reason we at the start said that this game contains stories. Mm hmm. Was actually a tiny. It was it was a tiny white lie because the original Japanese game, uh, Megami Ibn Roku Persona, that mm. one contained multiple routes: the mm. big corporation Sebek route and the Snow mm-hmm. Queen Sex right. School route. That's right. But route, this yeah. one that we played, Revelations Persona, the Americanized version, mm. just had an entire third. Let's say what? Yeah. How, third of the game mm-hmm. removed yeah. because it was too much to translate before christmas yeah is that the reason i actually thought it was just due to like i said the, them perceiving the west as being unable to play a game for that long or follow a I mean, story for might, that long that might have been another reason but w- from what i heard is they were very close to the release date and of course atlas executives wanted to g- get the game released before Christmas in the West. Yeah, money. Right. I need money. Mo- yeah, exactly. Money, 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 money. And when 
they said, oh, we've still got this entire Snow Queen route to mm. translate. Atlas said, no, no, you no. know what, leave it. No, that, that's that, that's that's interesting. I can see it happening. Of course, everybody, the, the almighty dollar is always the thing that wins out in the end. But yeah, well, it's sad. Also, see the executive saying the Americans won't even notice. Mm, yeah, especially that era. They don't do it that much now because we've all played Persona Five, yes. and that's like a hundred or so hours just for the yes. the storyline itself and and other games. So at least they're they're thinking otherwise now. But there was that perception in twenty so years ago. There's it's no doubt. You know, they were even yeah. um, hesitant to release in the West at all anyway, just yeah. because I, they wouldn't understand and all the other if, life. Everyone has learned their lesson. Nobody's this, nobody's trying to be this racist anymore, I don't hope. But now, at least, this, you're right, this doesn't happen anymore. Then, it did, all the time. So, the game we played was the, uh, uh, um, it was the lesser version of the two, but we obviously can't ja- read Japanese, so we had to play this no. one. Yes, correct. But like I said, I, version, I liked... Sorry, sorry, yeah. The other version like, released in 2009 on the PSP. Yes, that's right. It was released on the yeah. PSP, yeah. That's not the one we're reviewing. No, it isn't. No, we're reviewing the original PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. game, the one that has all the original music, mm-hmm. and I'm so, yes, so, so happy we did. Oh, 100%. And, and like I said, we're, we're not quite to the music we'll, we'll get into that later right oh, still got yeah do. right so <laughs> <laughs> no but it's fine you're you're the music man aren't you so i can i can imagine that you're excited to talk about it um i thought the narrative was good though the story did have it was bizarre and he's known for that type of aspect to his storytelling it was um sorry it who's is, he we keep talking about a he i always you know the the the, the megumi tensai i always forget the first word what's the first word Shin Megami Tensei. Thank you. Shin Megami Tensei and his, say, crew of people. I, 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 okay. I presume it's... His. I keep saying he. I, I, or her. Sorry, it's very true. Wait a minute. I don't know. Th- Shin Megami Tensei. That's not a... I know, I know. But it was it was led by a gentleman and I forget his name. Because it okay. was Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I was so I know. confused. Sorry. Shin Megami Tensei? <laughs> no, I always do that because I always forget his actual name. So Koji, uh, Koji Okada... Um, and his 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 uh, his few other people with them. They're very well known to making these um, mindscape type games. You know, the regards that um, the personas themselves are different layers of your personality and, and aspects to your weaknesses and your strengths and all this. So the story, like I said, I I've always enjoyed their stories because they've always been bizarre. Like you 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 don't see. The, the like coming out from anywhere else and he still does that now yeah like the, yes. the regards of uh, opening a persona or the velvet room igor uh protecting the velvet room where you can fuse these personas together and the whole aspect you know that's i love how trippy and almost um tim burton aspect of the 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 the, the whole stories that he does which i don't think that genre or that feeling isn't replicated in any other game in my opinion I can't think of any, really. The Persona mm. games, or well, the Shimagami Tensei as a whole, that's a very mm. unique, yeah, unique that's what setting I mean. they've created. Mm. All the mechanics, everything. It's mm. they, There's almost nothing like it. Yeah, no, that's, what, that's, all I would, that's what I was trying to say, even albeit in a very long-winded and <laughs> uh, stuttering way. Okay, what, what did you think of the visuals then? Wait a minute, before I go on, oh, the sorry, narrative... Sorry. I, oh, yeah, go on, no, sorry. It, it, 
there's so much to say about this narrative that I, it mm. truly it just it just can't be told in in in, in what is effectively a shorter episode like the ones we're doing where we do the entire mm. game. No, I agree. There are hours, hours worth of analysis videos mm. on YouTube about this, just this game and the narrative about it. Mm. The, what I like about it is that it just keeps going and going and going. Mm. And if it was bad, it wouldn't have been so cool that it just keeps chugging along. But it's mm. good. And it mm-hmm. just keep going. Is It's it's fantastic. It's It's one of those first games for me where you actually see faults and complexities to the characters even though I didn't like yes. most of them the stories really build upon their complexities albeit he's uh, uh, ill and that's why he's like this around other people and this person's rich but he's lonely you know the the as those aspects they really delve deep into like they add yes. humanity to their games which I, again is very rare in a lot of games we play now it's been done quite a lot of times, but mm, then mm, not so mm. much. And I think that's very, very cool. The one character in our localized versions, she's called Mary, but in the mm. on the PSP and the Japanese version, she's called Maki. She's sick <laughs> in the yeah, game. Right. Mm. She's sick in the game, and through the story, you find remnants of her. Good, uh, a good version and a bad version, and it's that's pieces right. of her heart. Mm. And you realized at the end of this alternate town was her, her creation. That's right. And it so much deeper. The person who you twist. thought was the antagonist mm-hmm. isn't. He, just, yeah, he, exactly. he, he ends up pointing you in the right direction. And who you do fight in the end is, is Marquis' interpretation of herself. And yeah. you don't defeat the big bad monster. Mm-mm-mm. You make Maki realize she can come to terms with herself and who she is, and mm-hmm. everything just turns back to normal. It this this isn't done in 1996. No, that's that's why I think, like I said, that's why it got so uh, popular in the time. Like you said, yeah. the, the he the flaws of humans being in games was never a thing. You were either the superhero or the bad guy. You know that was right. It. You fought, you right, it was very side, black and white. Side. Yeah, and he did. He adds complexity, and even like you're saying, he makes an antagonist, and then you realize he's not an antagonist. Again, he's just a flawed human. I like it. He's just like it. he's just a bit damaged, and yeah, no, he does that very well, and he does that throughout. Oh, they do that. Sorry, throughout almost all the games, they 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 now build that, that storytelling very well. Now that you mentioned um, games weren't like this, most games from that time, besides the JRPG games came from the west yeah i'd say so uh, to me. some so degree it's yeah it's entirely we i can see why japanese publishers thought that american or western audiences wouldn't vibe with something like this because they were so used to and invested in the how do i say this the black and white games mm-hmm. where they yes good and evil and you punch and that's no, it. exactly right. That's why uh, Lara, uh, Tomb Raider, it was just jumping, shooting, platforming, and Tekken 2 being one of the highest selling games of PlayStation one time, which is a fighting game. And they use, they use those, nu- they use those numbers to see if they'd, uh, if they'd enjoy, like I said, like a visual novel that this game kind of is with some other mechanics. But this game, and I, I think most of the games to some degree, I, f- I actually find to be more a visual, aspect to them and reading aspect you know you're you're playing again for the story with some fun yes. things in between yes which is cool and it's and in japan visual novels and all that 
stuff, just literally visual novels and making decisions in them is massive money. Huge, huge uh, enterprise. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Still. No, it's very cool. I can't, I can't picture a game back in the day uh, that, that, that does this level of treating a customer as an adult as well as a kid, so to speak. It really yeah. is very, it's very, very cool. Um, now, uh, uh, I'm good to go into gameplay. <laughs> visuals. Um, yeah. Visuals. Is that next? Oh, damn. Sorry. Visuals. Okay. Visuals. So the visuals for this game, it, I, it did not impress me at all. Not- so it's one of those, those things again, you got to think back to, to, to comparing it to other PlayStation 1 games. And it is difficult to do. And I agree. This didn't, this didn't knock it out the, the park by any description of the word. Like I said, I had to look at pictures of... I actually looked at pictures of Tomb Raider and Resident Evil 1 just so that I could compare, you know, uh, say the hardware to see what... Just so I could get a refresh what the hardware could actually do. Okay, and? And and you're right, it it wasn't great. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't (laughs) blown away. Like, like, oh, wow, okay, that is the same. No, not really. Um, There were aspects to it I did enjoy. Um, You know, I liked the, the... the personas themselves, their little sprite work was okay. That was fun. Ooh, and I like the 3D map that you could spin around. Yes, that's cool. That's true. It's funny how that is really cool. Like, because it's a PlayStation 1 game, you look at that and yeah. go, wow! Because <laughs> that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that was potentially, like, revolutionary at the time. That was yeah. really kind of... I also, one thing I did notice, which I did kind of like, I thought visually... Um, the images for each kid, the the drawing, yes. actually matched their persona quite well. You know, the, oh, the, 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 I didn't even notice that. Like the like the the the, the rich um, or the snotty character, he looked snotty, and the 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 arrogant um, arrogant fella, his drawing looked quite arrogant. I know. I was I'm trying to oh, I was right. trying to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What I get I what you're saying. But I think they did match it. Like I said, I'm not good with names, but when I saw the pictures, I remembered, oh, that's him. Oh, yes, that's right. That's Mark, of course. Well, granted, Mark was the easy one. Um, names are a bit tricky in this game because the localized yeah. version changed all the names. Mm. So each yeah. character's got essentially two names. But yeah, if you compare it to the other games out at the time, it's certainly... yeah. But it makes you, like I said, when you think about it, I can't remember now at the top of my head what the the limitations to a CD was for the PlayStation 1. It was only, yeah. what, a few hundred megabytes, wasn't it? 600 megabytes? A Am CD, I yeah, a CD, I think that's just under 500 megabytes, like 470 or something. And if you need to fit textures and music. Mm, that's what I mean. And mm-hmm. like a load of game on there, it gets small real quick. Yeah, I'm just wondering if that's well. I'm just intrigued. I don't, I'm just thinking of it now. If that's how you lose, um, like fidelity graphics wise, because they all had to stick, like you said, quite a big narrative and quite a good uh, audio score and everything onto one disc, which yeah. only it's potentially only later on that they start releasing gist, uh, games on multiple discs, so they didn't lose that side of things. You know, like I said, I know. Final Fantasy VII was released on three or four discs. Whoa. I think that was. I think that was potentially, at least for me, it was one of the of first. Because I know Final Fantasy VI was released on one. Because it was the 2D sprite thing. Yes, the sprites. So it makes you wonder... I mean, the, visually, this isn't great, but it makes you wonder if it was the, the compact size of a CD back then was, was the reason behind it. 
What did you think? Technical limitations, mm. right? Technical limitations was what held this game back a bit. Yeah, but maybe. It's still, maybe. It's still, it still struck a chord. It still got its audience, mm-hmm. reached its target, its, its target market. So it was fine. It was fine. I do think, though, the one bit of visuals that I did really like mm. was the first-person traversal through the dungeons. Yes, yes, I like the, the because it changed your perspective view, which yes. is yeah, again that that's kind of cool in a in a yeah. PlayStation, an old twenty three year old game. That was cool. And, no, I, do, I agree. And actually, traversing these environments, I did like that. If you walk forward, you walk forward. It's just mm-hmm. it's not a new screen each time. You walk forward and you turn mm-hmm. left and right or you strafe. That's cool. I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was it was. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't know if this is a new thing of its time, but no, it was a very. It's funny we all take advantage. Um, we we all. What's the word now? What we get to play now, we, we, it's it's all simple, and we see all this stuff. But when you see it in its original yeah. form, like in Persona One, you really are quite more shocked at how cool the differences in just going from say a isometric view to a first person view, and that's actually oh, yeah. that was a big that was a big thing. You know, that was a big was. Uh, change in the whole industry of gaming. And, and well, to actually yeah. see it happen is really quite fun or cool to see, right? Yeah, but it wasn't a cave. It wasn't a forest that you uh, were traversing through. It was a hospital or a mm-hmm. school or a school, police yeah. station. Mm. You know, places that you can recognize that you've been in yourself. And then you see it through the eyes in this game. It It makes everything so relatable and immersive and it's no really i agree cool. it is no, really was, cool no i did it is really it is like i said because it's uh, i was born that age in that era and stuff like that to some degree it is very cool it, and it's got that nostalgia hit for me because it's it's the games i played like everybody else when you play the games you played in the era when you were a kid you feel a bit like a kid again and there was that feeling playing this game even though it's wow. graphically not great and it's not you know it's not the it's the most powerful thing on earth there's just that f- little giddy inner child when you play the games when you're of your past that's what we're after yeah that makes you smile and that, even that like i can those bits like i know there are older games like we probably don't know called albion and which did the same type of aspects for pc long long time ago and it, to, to see that happen again is it's it's quite a fun little feeling at least from for me <laughs> it was a fun like i said it made me smile and it nice, is cool. That's good. It is visually that's quite an achievement. It really, it really was to change from the two different perspectives. I the one thing I want to comment on, uh, it, it we can use it as a segue as well, is the noises that you heard in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the start of the bit. game, like mm-hmm. oof, at the very start, you are inside a hospital. Mary mm-hmm. or Marky just just collapsed, mm-hmm. and while you're waiting outside of the ICU, you can hear an earth. You feel an earthquake, and you hear shouts and screams. And the entire the entire building shifts and turns. You start stressing. You open the door to the ICU, and it's just a wall that put me off entirely. But what is really sticking with me? Not that. What really stuck with me? Once you get out of that entire sequence, you can now explore the hospital again in this first person view Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. state you can start exploring but when you walk around all the hallways are twisted unnaturally that's right 
always lead to nowhere. It branches off and it twists and it just stops what I really, really, really liked. And I guess didn't like. Uh, was that you could hear shouts and screams and howls and growls in mm-hmm. the distance. Ambient or uh, environmental noise, exactly. right? Mm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But what what I realized was, eventually, w- w- you get down all the hallways and all the rooms, and you only find a couple of people. Mm-hmm. What's weird? What's w- <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to say that this sound it, it really disturbed me. It unnerved me because you never see these people that are shouting in pain or all the mm. these nasty things that are howling. And it led me to believe that this twisting hallway that you're uh, 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 running down isn't the only one in the building. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, I think what I'm trying to get at is there are other hallways also twisting around, beneath, and over you mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. people are trapped in that... And you're hearing their screams, an, right? Exactly. They do not have an exit. Oh, okay. So you like those people are actually trapped in there forever because they don't have, like you right, said, they don't have right. the abilities that you do as a character to be able to transverse or to find an exit and all the other things. Yeah, it's spooky. I'm just, I'm, I'm just interpreting over here, but yeah, that's fine. It, it, it's what games it, it are about, makes, to some degree. It makes it, it makes entire, it entirely makes sense to me that that is something that would happen in a, a, a paranormal situation like that. Some person is trapped in a hallway that. Do not have exits at either end, so they are mm-hmm. trapped in screaming. Maybe someone is trapped in a room with a ghoul or a, mm. a monster of some sorts. That yeah, that's what is it. what disturbed me entirely from this hospital section. I would just be traversing and hearing people on the other side of the wall who probably can't get out. No, that's that one was of the scary. One the one things you point out, is that, and I only just thought about it now, the Persona games do have that little edge of horror to them, don't they? Yes. They've got that little atmospheric or or weird concepts that add to a creepy mindset, and it does. You're right; it pulls off these weird, scary moments. Not not Resident Evil scary or, or, or Dead Space scary, but almost psychologically scary moments. Which almost all of the Persona games have that little aspect in the background running through them because it's mainly talking about the psyche and the and damages to the mental. Uh, mindset and stuff like that but yeah it's a good point yeah. those 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 environmental screams and the fact that you never actually get to see the people screaming does beg the question where are they and and why are they screaming <laughs> which which is which <laughs> like you said is which is good audio which is good if anything begs a question that just means it it's doing its job that's very good audio and uh, mm. speaking of good audio this the persona games have gotten this uh, a reputation for having just the absolute best music oh yeah and it, it, it obviously it came from this game this game or well the first persona game it has incredible music the entire week we were playing this when i wasn't playing this game i had the persona soundtrack in my ears while i was doing chores. Oh, it's oh really yes yes, oh, that's yes cool. it's it's so good it's so good. oh well that's 
That's really cool. I look. Of course, I didn't go that deep. You know, I, I do like it. But like I said, I know with your music background, you you, you yeah. have a, a greater love for these things. I did love. Um, this is the first time uh, Aria of the Soul was invented for the Velvet Room. You know the 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 the. The, you know where Igor is, the Velvet yes, Room. The, yes, that that song, the, which is is used in every single Persona game for the Velvet. Oh Room. wow! This, okay, from the very first one. From the very first one, this is where um, I forget. Yeah, cause I'm not good with names. He composed that song, and it's used. It's 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 amped up, and of course, digitally fixed a bit for the next generations. Yes. But that is the exact same song throughout. That is Igor's. Oh, uh, it is Velvet uh, Room uh, song. I absolutely love it when games mm. do things like this it is good it's so good even uh, the legend of zelda mm-hmm. the first tune they did for the game on the nes it was such a banger and they just kept 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 rearranging it until that's it, right you could still recognize it's the same tune it it's it's just i absolutely love it when games that's do th- stuff like this that's that cool little like um Sorry, because I don't Zelda much, but I do think I know the song. That's that cool, like, adventure type song. Exactly. No, I do know. No, I do enjoy that as well. I love it when, when like you like you were saying, like in Final Fantasy, you know, the same things that run throughout their games is always quite a pleasing aspect when you're, definitely as you're a fan. And the idea... Like I said, I love I love that song. It's called the Aria of the Soul for for the Velvet Room because you're it's talking good. about personas uh, and aspects good. of the the soul itself. I thought that yeah, he, but the, so yeah, again, when, Persona games. So when their someone soundtrack, plays Persona Six, for example, when Persona yeah. Six come out, it, when it comes out, and you enter the Velvet Room for the first time, and then you hear Aria for the Soul, yeah, a exactly. lot of people are going to get just the the biggest nostalgia bomb. Yeah, you'll instantly know where you are, you know, because they like to wake you uh-huh. up there or, or, or you, you, you transfer some gateway to get there. And as soon as they start playing that song, you know where you are. And that's just yes. great. Just like Star Wars and any other IP or whatever yeah. thing that that music that makes you nostalgic and get those, that, those feelings. You know, it, it's just one of those magic things about music in general and in, and music and gaming. This has that same aspect now. Now that I know that it's always not, it's nice to know that they've got it throughout. Just from playing this game, I now know that all the Persona games have the Aria of the Soul as the, <laughs> the and that's kind of cool to know. That's very cool. I agree. I like that as well. But how okay. about the battle sounds and stuff? Did you enjoy that? The battle. The sounds in battle when you're you're fighting. My favorite, my favorite. I did, I did like it. But what I absolutely love was a game. It's not this game isn't voiced. The entire thing is text. It's read. It's um, text based. No, not text based. Um, But what I liked was in the middle of battle when you cast a spell using your persona, the character who does it shouts persona. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it's the only part that seems to be voiced. Yes. Which is, when they first and time they do cool. it, you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's true. You're like, whoa, they speak. That's so, that's so <laughs> badass. Again, you've got to remember, we're, we're being happy about what sounds like a fairly simple concept. But in like, in 23 years ago, there were very few voiced games, especially games like Japanese RPGs, I believe. I know there were other voiced games, but this, this was so cool. I didn't expect it or anything. I expected just these 
um, you know, standard uh, fire animate or attack animations and noises and clunks. But when they started talking, when they did the persona, it was eerily quite exciting. Yeah, I liked it. I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> fireballs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Besides that, uh, the, well, everything else just blends together to make it, to yeah. make it one enjoyably sounding experience. I like the way this game sounded a bit more than what this game looked like. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. The audio is definitely a lot better than its visuals. Um, the visuals aren't bad; they're mat- they're, d- they're passable. That's about it. Exactly. The audio is certainly, like I said, like, the fact that you were listening it to it just shows how good it is when you were listening to it outside of playing oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah, you know, oh, that, yeah, definitely. That must be. Very cool. But one thing that I must say I did not enjoy was the gameplay for this game. Yeah, I was, I've also got that as a kind of a downside. What, what, did you, what didn't you like? First of all, the, the, there, was, there was one action in this game that, that oof, it grinds my gears. I don't know why they did this. But at the start of each turn, you need to lock in an action for each of your characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? You lock an attack for the main character and the second one and the third one and the fourth one. That's, and that's if right. you get to the f- if you get to the fifth one and you decide and you choose you want to use your persona and you think, nah, I think I'd rather just melee. And you press back or circle mm-hmm. on the, mm-hmm. on the controller. It erases every Everything. move you've chosen <laughs> right. for each of the characters. That's right, you have to redo them all over again. You, yes, you, all of them? You're telling me, <sighs> Atlas, I now need to re-pick every single action for all of these characters that I've already chosen in the middle of this fight. Why is that necessary? Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those weird things. And, yeah, and I remember there's a few other games. I can't remember where they are, but I remember having that same problem because I, I played lots of uh, turn-based RPGs. Um, but it is, it is insanely frustrating. Um, I know exactly what you mean, and it is a very silly thing that you can't just cancel that character's uh, actions. Right? And to or cancel you... the whole line is insane. No, I agree. It, I you know, know, it is extremely frustrating. <laughs> there, there, there probably is because it sounds too insane that that isn't possible. But I couldn't. I, I, oh, I maybe I just pressed back twice. I don't know. But it always happened. It always happened, and I always got frustrated. I even found the, 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 the isometric transversal of rooms and stuff. I found that yes. weirdly complicated. That too. Like, it felt why, really why? unnatural. What? I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're not used to the older games, but it just felt really like, oh, okay. It kind of I'm got pressing... you to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm pressing up. Why is yeah. my character going left? Yeah, I know. It's one of those like, oh, so the controls are from that perspective. Hmm. So you've got to like change your frame of mind. Okay, okay. It's that way. No, it was. It was really weird and jarring to start off with. You you soon got used to it, but it it, it is a very strange uh, aspect to it. I don't know. I don't know why it's that way, but it it was kind of jarring when when I first came across uh, across it. And this game has like three different views which you traverse traverse this game. You've got the isometric view that you use to explore the rooms, I guess. The first-person view that you explore entire dungeons. And then you've got this... How, how would I say this? This massive, this zoomed-out view where you just control an arrow on the town map. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was an old-school thing they used to do in quite a few games. So, but yeah, you're right. 
it's, I just don't, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's just a lot. And I don't think it landed quite well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it was quite a common old gameplay thing, which lots of games started putting in there, which I don't think translates well today because we're so, yeah, we're so used to certain aspects and things being so, um, simple now that, that the older stuff looks hard. and it is you know it is the 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 the, the controls and stuff in this game is kind of janky and hard and like you said if you compare it to, if you do look at other games in the same era you don't really have those problems it, it it's weird I, w- I wonder if it is the localization because i know um in japan you know that you know the if you're using a controller the x and or circle and x or x and um are swapped yeah. Do you know that in Japan? Because in Japan, a circle means positive, correct. So you press circle to proceed, and X means negative. And it oh. makes you, it makes you how many other aspects of that scenario there might be in the control scheme when doing uh, porting things to the West. Okay. So yeah, you'll note lots. If you do a really bad port, you notice uh, proceed is, is circle and cancel is X in Goodness, Japanese. Goodness, I never realized that. Mm. Which uh, which sometimes they it, it does get lost in translation when you transfer they do do bad yeah. ports or, or try to westernize games. But anyway, the gameplay, you know, and I, because I know you played Persona Five and I played Persona a lot of the Persona games. Yeah. I find if you if you if you play the game as a whole, it's quite complicated. You know, if you did if I didn't know already how to fuse Persona and the weaknesses oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. certain attacks and and the um the weird mechanic to talk to. The other persona, i.e., to get items oh, or for them to I flee could, I, that, or to... that I could not figure out. I didn't know no, how. I don't. That got is it. I didn't get really it. quite complicated and not hugely explained in the game. You know, they, no. they, they, they. So you know, I only I could do it and get through with it, and it was all even the things my successes were all just randomly luck generated. I didn't really know what I was doing, but the only re- I was only going through those steps because I played past games. If I'd picked this up as a, a noob or, or whatever term you want to do, not knowing what to do, that was very confusing. Like, I would be like, yeah. I just wouldn't do it. I just keep using the same persona and just power it up. It, it, it's, it is weirdly complicated. I, uh, I get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't have too much, to, I don't have too much to say about gameplay besides that it's not, it, I mean, I, I get, I get where the turn based, I get where the JRPG aspects came from. I get it. I do. I just like them more in something like Final Fantasy VI than what mm-hmm. I liked it here. No, I agree, yeah. No, I agree. I agree entirely. Mm-hmm. And sat, uh, a lot of the older Persona games do keep this kind of thing. I know a lot of the Game Boy games and the Game Boy Advance games still do the same. Uh, uh, but they, may, they they do tweak it. It does get better. You know, this is the first one and they do tweak the formula. As we all know, to yeah. play it for Persona 5 where it's almost faultless in my opinion but anyway we digress Agreed. So, anything else for gameplay wise that uh, what you like or dislike no 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 not much just that i've yeah played this game before not impressed it's a jrpg yeah any and any performance issues did you certainly know because i played the the playstation one issues uh playstation one version and i think you did i didn't actually see many issues myself no and, not a lot of issues maybe just some comments I think, oh, yeah. I think the, 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 the one thing that is probably debatable is that the localization and translation mm. for this game was so bad and so poorly done, it might be slotted under performance issues. 
I don't that's know. That's what I've got. That's what I've got written under performance as well. It's like right? the only thing oh, okay, is the localization okay, okay, cool. a performance issue because it it's is the worst. it is bad. Yeah, it is. It's 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 hard. It's relatively hard to follow, and you can see someone's doing their best to translate it, but they needed he's someone only, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the only one but, on the team. The rest just yeah, want to go on lunch. Yeah, they used the intern and said, "No, here, here, take that now, make it English." <laughs> yeah, show. It did, it, yeah, it, that's the only real issue I had performance-wise because, yeah, the localization isn't great and it makes it kind no. of complicated to follow to some degree. The only uh, other thing that I've uh, got is the amount of loading screens. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that, that was a PlayStation a 1 issue. Yeah. Okay, that okay. Was. Well, then it's a performance note I've got for the entire PlayStation mm-hmm. 1 generation. Yeah, yeah, there was always this, quite this. just a lot of loading Ooh. screens. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it because games are based on discs now and not cartridges anymore? Yes, I believe it was that. There, there is, there's that premise to it because disc reading is was always a capped at a certain speed. And so, yeah. especially with games that have audio, visual... And all the other things that they got to load up to their next screen, or of course, it takes a lot longer to do so. So the, game, games like 2D sprite games loaded quicker, but 3D yes, that's audio uh, always ha- always had really long loading screens. The, I mean, I will, not to bring it back to Final Fantasy VI again, mm-hmm. but that is a 2D sprite-based game mm-hmm. on the SNES, cartridge-based, and it mm-hmm. almost had no loading, loading time. No, yeah, that, that, almost that's that, and, and you're right about the cartridge thing. You did have a you did have a faster reading aspect mm. to the cartridge okay. compared to a disc because of the rotation okay. and all the reading stuff like. But yeah, um, you're right, and it, it's it's one of those weird differences to the discs being the the evolutions of games. But it certainly did yeah. have some drawbacks in regards to a cartridge based game that that did undoubtedly load faster and and I'm guessing and play quicker. I'm, ge- I'm also going to just guess that. Most developers did not know how to optimize games for discs. They've been using cartridges for, I think, mm. like close to more than a decade at that point, and now discs are the new big hit, yeah. the, the new big thing. There would have been a big jump in complexity and stuff like that. No, I agree entirely. That it would have been very hard to do, and I don't know how big. Yeah. I don't know when PlayStation One was the was that the first console to do discs. Yes, I feel like there might was. be some other consoles that, that that came out that nobody really bought, but PlayStation Ooh, One was the first oh. one. Okay, um, yeah, no, okay, you're right. Um, so yeah, there was that hardware gap that 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 people either hit or miss or didn't know what to do yet because it does get a little better as the PlayStation One gets on. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, loading times with with big games. I'm trying to think Final Fantasy VII if it had lots of loading screens or long ones, and it didn't have the longest loading screen, so they they must have fixed it to some degree. Uh, as the uh, as the years went on, I can't picture I'm it guessing. in the top of my head. But anyway, uh, semantics for the moment. Uh, so yeah, performance-wise, it's just really the localization, and yes, the loading screens are frustrating. But that was, like I said, that was a, a yeah. thing you had to deal with in the past. And value for money here's a good one. What did you think Ooh, for the value for money? The value this for money. Was... This is oh, <laughs> I could. I googled. I googled how much this game costs now, and I could not. Yeah, I was shocked too. Could not believe my eyes. This okay. So there's obviously this is this is a bit different because this game was released 26 years ago for the PlayStation One. A new copy of this game is oh, I got it for 400 dollars. You got a new copy. I got a second-hand copy for 500. 
Oh, okay. No, mine must have been mine must have been a used copy as well. Yeah, four hundred or five hundred US dollars. Yeah, there was there was Dollar, one I looked. Is, I looked on eBay. He was selling a new, a new copy uh, for twelve uh, twelve or one thousand two hundred dollars. Twelve grand. That no, 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 no. not twelve grand. Sorry, no. twelve. Uh, twelve hundred. No, that's crazy. Like, like, ladies and gents, if you've insane. got one of these collecting dust somewhere in your your garage or something. <laughs> look after it because that was mental you, yes the, the only other thing it also came out on the the playstation classic you know the um the the new playstation they released as part of a like oh, a, yeah you know, the minis were coming out this was actually yes. on one of the games you could also get on the hardware itself Persona. oh no way it was one of the games on their little That's hard drive that came with it but it's still going to cost you a few hundred dollars either way if you, if you want to actually own the It is, the it game is. Itself. And what I've read, the mini PlayStation is just an emulator. It doesn't it run is. the games natively. Yeah, no, it is. Ah, it is just an emulator. That's lame. That's lame. Yeah, it is. It is a shame that. But yeah, this is an expensive game. It's a, I, I get it. <laughs> it probably had very low <laughs> print run and stuff like that. But you're, this is an expensive game. And I think the only PC version of this game was Megami Ibn Roku Persona, the Japanese version. Yes, I think so, yes. Uh, so, so yeah, the, if if you don't have a PS1, the mini PlayStation, or a PSP, you can't play this game. You can't play the English version of this game. Yeah, correct. And it is. We don't we don't condone piracy on this on the, on this podcast, but it almost seems like there's no other way to play this game. Especially like like I say, we don't condone. Especially really old, um, like unique or rare games. Yes. Yeah, you know, unless, unless you've got deep pockets, you never get to Ooh. actually. You, you never actually get to play them. And you know, it is one of those things. It's an expensive game. It's a cool game. You know, I, like I said, it's a, if anybody owns it, um, like I say, look after it. But you that that's a, that's really really expensive game. Um, so. Value for money wise, I don't think either of us scored Goodness. it particularly high. <laughs> no, not at all. That it, it is insane. <laughs> that's that's some very that, that okay. If we need to spell out it for someone, you're not going to get your value for money if you play if you pay five hundred dollars. No, for, not for this even, game. Not even close. You're, <laughs> you're not. You could, you um, okay. could buy, buy, buy a hundred five dollar oh. games, which would get you, you, you uh, <laughs> a lot more for your bang for your buck than this. You could but buy it was a, a Sony PlayStation Five mm, for yeah, that I amount know. of money. But it was a shock researching the price of this game. That was quite a shock. Yeah, but, you know, oh, like man. I said, your um. Okay, so wow, Persona. I I've got to say this game is a. Uh, this is one I've always wanted to play ever since I've played Persona Five. Revelations Persona, seeing where it all came from, I've always been interested. So it's yeah, I very agree. Cool. I, we got. To I always like. I always like to see where things come from. Like, and then then you get, you can respect how it's evolved because you played yes. the, the the newest one. And this, you can see it. You yeah. can see the bare bones of of the whole Persona sh- uh, franchise on yes, this game, and yes. it is and quite f- cool to see. For someone like you, who's played most of the Persona games. Mm-hmm. You you can you actually recognize something like uh, uh, what's it Aria of the Soul, yeah, the exactly. Velvet Instantly. Room and Eagle, yeah, yeah. all of those. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, can just imagine what what nostalgia hit you got from that. No, exactly. It was a lot of fun. It was it's it, like whenever you go back to the games that you, of your childhood or even before then, they're just the the. It's almost like going to the museum where you get to see how cars were made or planes were were thought of. It's the same premise oh, yeah. when you go back to these 
old retro games and you see, oh, look, yes. there's Igor and he's like in all of them. And look, there's the Persona and the, the concept of the Persona being a, a part of your personality that splits from you. and all. It's all there. And that happens to all the other games, kind of, in some in some way or form. Um, and it is. It, the, it's the, the, cool. the, the museum trip of it is a lot of fun. Um, and it was fun for me because, like you said, I played a good number of the ones in the past. So, yeah, you know. So, what's the, so? What did we score this bad boy then? Yeah, Revelations Persona, uh, developed by Atlas for the PlayStation One in 1996. We tallied up our scores: some very high, some very low. Uh, threw them in the bag, shook it up, and we got we gave Revelations Persona the letter grade rating of C minus. Yeah, again, another another, another, C-. another C minus, which is also re- I always find really interesting. This got a C minus and was twenty three years ago, and Dark Siders three, which is I can't remember five or six years old now, isn't it? Got the same uh, grade, the same grade. Yeah, I don't get it either. Isn't it interesting how a game from the past you can see more faults or even praise, and a game that's newer has the same level of praise and, and fault ratio. I know, it's just, it's just I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing it wrong, but it's just really interesting that even as generation uh, the generationally games get better, they still stumble on the same blocks that some of the older games do. Yeah. Sorry, I might, I, might, I might just be ranting a bit now. Or, or no, rambling, I, sorry. I mean, compared, it's to, interesting compared to, to other see. forms of entertainment, like mm. uh, movies or theatre, mm. video games are still very young. Yeah, I agree. No, it's 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 no. Like I said, it's a lot of fun looking back at it. And this is a, if you can get your hands on it, and you do like a a, a good story or a good visual novel or good Japanese RPG, this is a, a C minus game. I think that's a that's a perfectly decent. I uh, think score so too. Yeah. If you don't care about uh, the soundtrack, which you can just listen to in your uh, on your phone or whatever, play the. Oh, there's no real version to play easily, is there? No, exactly. No, forget I, I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the Critical Arcade Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me, still working that out, I think we're going to go with Instagram. I think we're going to go with yeah, Instagram. Maybe yeah, I think that's the next step. Emails, we'll see. <gasps> we'll see in the new year. Yeah, that's oh, a new this, year's this, problem. Unless this episode releases in the new year. Let me, uh, does it? I think it, it does. It, it does. It does. We'll be doing it <laughs> this year at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in this year. We'll, we'll figure things out. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave, where can, where can they follow you? Well, they can find me if they do find me and they do start following me. I'm afraid I will make them hang out with all the other kids who are horribly, horribly described. There and I go. will sit... And I will just be sitting there with my beauty and wisdom, being a European, <laughs> whilst, you, <laughs> whilst you deal with all the other characters. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there on my pedestal, being uh, beautiful and wise. There you go. That's what you anyway, get. Don't, fo- that's what, don't follow David. <laughs> don't follow David. Yeah, exactly. You just don't want to do it. Trust me. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Critical Arcade Podcast. We're here each week. You can find us wherever you find your podcast. Uh, it's very nice to have you here. Well, cool. see you next week. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. What are we playing next week? Yeah, I about to Dave, say. What are we playing next week? Uh, next week, we're playing, I think it's a well... I, I always forget which part of the franchise. Next week, we are playing Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker for PlayStation 3. Now, that's right. I think that's one of the... I forget which ones. One's of the best ones. Of the, I think Solid Snake. Uh, 
I, I get confused with all the names of the Metal Gear Solid games. I don't know. Me have too. you played? Have you played no. any of them? I played a I've few of them. A couple of them. Anything of Metal Gear Solid series? Nothing. It's so really? intimidating. I've, it's so intimidating. So you don't you don't get the whole meme snake snake snake. <laughs> I, I, I do I do get that. I know where that comes from. <laughs> but no, they are no, confusing I've, games. I've, it is. It's Hideo Kojima. I've not played yeah. any of them. I mean, oh well, that's exciting. Look then. cool. What's Metal Gear Solid Three's hmm. name? Because that people argue that, the best one. Um, I want to say it's Liberty of something. Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty. That could be it. Yeah, I think I've played that okay. one. I think I've actually completed that one. Oh, uh, okay. All right. They're classics. Um, Metal Gear Solid, classic game. It, it's going to be fun. The fact that you've never played them, so it's going to be a fun, fun yes. to see your perspective on these. Yeah, that's going to be cool for that's PlayStation be cool. Three. Anyway. Join us for next week for uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker and for more banter. Thanks for joining on this week. Uh, We'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.